what is public relations and why does your organisation need it? Welcome to PR Matters, where you'll learn all there is to know from PRs at the top of their game. Join me, Beverly Walkden, your host each Monday afternoon, from exploring how to plan, pitch and commission great PR and marketing, we'll take you on a journey of discussion, discovery and dreams. We'll also be joined from time to time by guests working for big brands to give you, our audience, an insight into the true art of successful PR and marketing. Our usual host, as you know, is Beverly Walkden. But today, she's in the hot seat to share her wealth of knowledge from her incredible journey in PR, comms and journalism. So Beverly, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you, Paul. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, and it's a bit weird to have the tables turned. I've been dying to do this for some time, so I'm going to kick off with my first question. Reflecting on your transition from news presentation, um, being a journalist, you know, being a frontline journalist um, out in the field to PR consulting, what do you think were the key skills that you found most transferable and valuable in what you do now? Being a journalist um, and a rookie journalist, so that's, um, you know, being in a newspaper office and coming to the table with stories, trying to pitch them in, sell them into your editor, um, getting the go-ahead to go forward with that story and then collating it and then presenting it then in a written form, I think that was really a really, really useful discipline. Um, and sometimes you get knocked back. Sometimes, you know, the editor would say, um, you know, that's just not a story or, you know, that's not, you know, you haven't got the right angle or you'd think it was a front page story and it wasn't. So I think that discipline of doing that exercise over and over and over again came in really useful another thing that came in really useful was being able to type at lightning speed <laughs> because while other reporters would sit there and do a kind of one finger uh typing of their story I always found it quite easy to type and remember the keyboard and just be able to as a thought you're talking to... about touch typing touch typing yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah, thank you yeah it's a fantastic skill to have i know it that is, yeah. I that at 16 yeah yeah that's it once you get that keyboard it's the qwerty keyboard isn't it once you get that in your mind right. and you can sort of blind type um touch type um yeah there's there's nothing that can stop you really you can you can type as fast as your brain can think and how's your shorthand these days my, I was really, really good at shorthand um, for some reason. I really liked it. It was like a secret language. Um, I could, I think I could quite easily bring my shorthand skills up to par again. So I got 100 words a minute. And the night before I did my shorthand exam, I had a pot noodle uh, for dinner, because you do when you're a student. <laughs> and the, the pot noodle tipped over my hand and scorched all my hands. So I actually did my shorthand mm -hmm exam with a bandage on there you go fantastic now we all know that presenting news live out in the street you know it can be quite hazardous things can go wrong i think there was a few times in manchester city center along market street we decided to go along and do a little bit of filming and you know Tomorrow a little lives. bit 
Sure, yeah, you know, the buzz of the city and all the rest of it. And yeah. you get some really rude comments. You know, you'd be in the middle of a piece to camera and, um, you know, you get swear words and people jumping up in front of the camera. Um, and, you know, and, and learning how to react, I think, when things like that happen is a skill as well, because you can't rise to it. You just have to let it go. You have to kind of it's, it's all in the recovery Mm. And just keeping calm, really, and keeping that 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 face straight as much as possible. Yeah, um, it's not your it's not your fault, um, yeah. you know. And and hopefully, if you handle it in the right way, it makes the person who's done it look really silly. So anyway, but yeah, without naming particular names, I had a few of those moments. Or oh, you know, you get the you get the cars driving past, beeping, blowing the horns, you know, yeah. blowing the horns, yeah. thinking it's really funny. And, mm. you know, if it was a pre-record, you're right, right, okay, let's start again. Um, but, uh, you know, there's nothing you can do in a live. So from when you look back, you know, you've, you've got loads and loads of years of experience. How do you think the role of PR has evolved, especially in regards to the power and influence of digital media and the, the social media platforms? Well, I think PR has all of a sudden become this kind of umbrella name for pretty much everything. And I think as a PR, you have to have way more skills uh, than you've ever had to have in the past. I think you've got to be really news houndy. You've got to be plugged into what's going on across all channels, you know, so it's not just social media, but, you know, TV celebrity influencers, you need to know what the annual um, events calendar looks like. I think you've got to be more on the ball than you've ever been in PR, because if you're not, you're going to miss opportunities. Um, and as I think as media, uh, you know, especially newspapers have declined. OK, you know, you're not you're not kind of focusing on that area so much. But trying to keep up with the technology world is really difficult. And I think you have to be sharpening your PR tools all the time and you have to roll your sleeves up and get involved and, and learn how to use this stuff like AI has exploded onto the scene over the past 12 months. You know, we really need to know how to use these tools for our clients because they will look to us for that advice and guidance. I mean, you make a very valid point there. And I think the problem for a lot of PR professionals is that the further you go up the, the ladder, you're further away from actually using those tools. And what I found actually in the instance of being contracting and advising is I'm back on the tools and it's great. It's amazing. So rather than managing teams of people, I'm actually out there producing and learning new skills and new technology um, and I think I think you make a really, really good point that we've we've got to all, always be on the lookout for, for new technology that's that that's coming through. And I think you, your point about AI, that's going to transform our profession over the next few years in a way a bit like, I guess, when 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 computers were introduced to, to the newsroom and typewriters were thrown out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think if you are a PR professional or you're in business, um, 
and you are spending large amounts of time instructing people to go away and do these things, I do think that you're removing yourself farther and farther away from some of the essential skills that you're going to need to employ mm. um, very soon. You know, everybody um, at some point is going to have to get to grips with a lot of this technology, mm. you know. Um, so don't let that gap, don't don't let that gap arise. That would be my advice. I think what you're saying is that you've, you've got to be constantly looking at um, training yourself, upgrading your skills, because if you don't, you're going to be, yeah, you, 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 it's a, it's absolutely essential to make sure that you've got that, you're, you're, you're improving your skill set. Yeah, you are going to be left behind if you don't dip in regularly to these skills. And now since I think it was last April 23, you started this um, series of podcasts all about PR I, I think did. we're now on episode 14. So well we done are. on achieving 14 or producing 14 episodes. Um, one episode that I think really stood out was uh, episode 10 with political PR advisor who talked about his role advising the Labour Party and various other, uh, well, various public sector organisations. And as an advisor, being always on the lookout for potential risks and never switching off his comms radar. What were your key outtakes from this discussion? I think Kevin is a real expert in his field. And what I've always admired about him is his ability in a very short space of time to give you the overview. I just, it's just such a skill he has. And that's because he got he's got a political background. So Kevin is a political comms advisor. So what I took from that podcast was just, you know, along with lots of admiration for the way Kevin can hover over all of these subjects and bring them all together in this kind of verbal, you know, um, dance that, you know, is just so interesting. But also that, you know, anyone who has an eye on moving into political PR, it will draw you in as quickly as it will spit you out. You know, you've mm. got to be good. You've got to be fast. And you've got to be 100% committed. And this is not just a job that you go into being a political advisor and getting involved in, you know, the corridors of Westminster and all the rest of it. It's a lifestyle. It's a culture that you have to, you know, you've got to really work at. You've got to be compelled to do it. Otherwise, you won't survive. I got the impression you've also got to be incredibly ruthless. You've got to be passionate and you've got to know your you've got to know your game because otherwise you're going to be out. You will not survive in that battlefield of of politics if you're not at the top of your game. And I got the impression he's incredibly knowledgeable and knows his stuff really, really well. However, I did think it must be exhausting because you never ever switch off. You're constantly yeah. looking at that news cycle planning ahead um so you know all credit to people who work in that field really I mean, it, 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 it is it, yeah it, it must be amazing but it must be truly exhausting yeah it's got to be an obsession hasn't it 
You've mm. got to be so compelled and obsessed with this kind of rolling news coverage that never ends. I remember he, he you know, he said that he's waking up in the morning. He's the first thing, place he goes is is um, X with uh, the old Twitter, um, and that's the last thing he looks at at night because mm. that's where on Twitter that's where you're breaking news, where you 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 kind of controversial statements are. And, um, you know, that's where he lives. The rest of us are in Facebook land in the morning. Instagram. News, you know, nice pictures. But, yeah, if you're in that world, you need to be at the the, the kind of sharp end of those social media um, platforms. Which of the many episodes that you've produced uh, really resonated with you and why? the photographer Arga Mortlock you know I was asking her how do you get people relaxed and how do you get these wonderful photographs and she uh, said that she kind of had to you know make them relaxed and then and then all of a sudden she could see like the sparkle in their eye and she knew she'd got them then and that was click you know I've got her I haven't got just got the physical I haven't got the physical person. I've just, I've got the spirit as well. Yeah. I, I, that was like photo a, magic. Yeah, that that was like um, a light bulb moment for me. You have to have some kind of connection other other than the physical plane. I think the photography she does is amazing. And I think it's. Gorgeous. I think I think you know you raise a, a lot of really valid points, and I think it's a real art to actually making someone relaxed and actually seeing their true self come through. And you can't just sort of say cheese. It's a bit more than that. I mean, the rest of us rely on camera angle being decent and all the rest of it, but she is an expert, is is looking for energy. So I loved that one. So looking forward, what do you think are the emerging trends that are going to shape the future of public relations? I think AI is massively important. you know, how we use it and how we create efficiencies and automation with it is going to become really important. And um, it's going to take a lot of the labour out of repetitive tasks that we have to do. It's going to plan itineraries for us. I also think that being able to present to camera as well is going to be really important. Um, and really presenting your authentic person because... I think there's a massive shift with the with this generation. I think they are hot on authenticity. You know, the it was that Media City a few weeks ago. You know, you've got uh, people bringing their dogs to work. You know, they're not in suits. They're in their hoodies. They're they're absolutely them, and they're not apologising for being authentic. Their authentic selves with their dog and. You know, it's a it's a shift, really. So I think for PRs and businesses, um, you know, anyone desiring to get into PR, it's it's the time to be authentic and be yourself. And that's that's going to come through really important. If you're not, your audience is going to feel the off vibe, I think, more than anything. Um, so, yeah, be true. Bev. It's been an amazing discussion and one that I've been super keen to make since we started talking way back last April. So thank you for sharing your journey. You've been listening to PR Matters, powered by Steel Public Relations and Recruitment. 
You can find us at www.steelpublicrelations.co.uk. Join us next Monday afternoon when we'll be delving deeper into the world of PR and marketing. For more information, click on the links in the description.